0: One
1: of the most famous tattoo artists in the world, Kat Von D, has publicly come out and expressed some of the dangers behind her dark and even demonic lifestyle, reading herself of some of the very materials that she has in her library, stating, and I quote, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives. So to discuss this, as well as other occult materials that many people have and even get involved in more on the mainstream, is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Oak Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, such a high-profile tattoo artist who has been you know, knee-deep, at least in the occult, along with her husband, which we get into. Uh you wonder what kind of demonic experiences they have been going on, undergoing because even seasoned occultists are doing, you know, drawing banishing circles or making all kinds of paraphernalia to try to keep the demons from attacking them as they're trying to command them to get success. So it's kind of interesting when you think of what she may have encountered, her and her husband, realizing, man, we're opening ourselves up to all these demonic forces and we maybe our kids' lives are in jeopardy or what have We, we don't know exactly what are thinking other than what she stated, but one of the things you do when you become a Christian is you renounce the occult. You get rid of all your cult books, you know, and it's interesting uh, that she is not confessing Christ, but she's maybe wanting to have her cake and eat it too. We'll see, you know, time will tell.
1: Yeah, no, amen. And and the exciting it's thing, a good step. She,
2: yeah, uh, she needs to take the Jesus step. That way she can walk with God forever.
1: Yeah, amen. And that's what we want to see. Obviously, we pray for all the people that we talk about on this show. But specifically, when we're dealing with this, we, we're excited because Obviously, it's good to to see some purging of this, and you know we're gonna talk about a few of the books on there, but one specific one we'll have to bring up, uh, especially dealing with what we're talking about, not only tonight, but Joe was part two of our series on Marvel coming out,
2: and- Which we just previewed, and it's getting really close. We just gotta put the soundtrack and a few other things, and then boom, it's out.
1: Yeah, and one of the cool things is you are gonna be live on this broadcast, and we're actually gonna be playing a clip from our video, part two, which is titled, Dr. Strange, Alester Crowley, and the Multiverse of Satanism. So we're excited because we are very, very close. In fact, we are in the office right now. Last show we just did with you guys last week, we were in Costa Rica on a mission trip, but we are back in the office. We got Tony in here with Tommy working here while Josh is over there working hard in his office on not only 511 News, but also on part two because he's got all the edits. This is what we need to do. This is how we got to fix it. Because it's almost ready to get out there, Joe. And I know that you're excited about that. Real excited, bro. And one of the cool things is, I I, I don't want to give out too much, but we sat down to watch it the Friday before we left for Costa Rica. And Joe, I have to say... A mission
2: trip, not a vacation. Yeah, for really sure. Moving boulders and getting
1: stung by a scorpion. <laughs> 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 yeah, I definitely, I did posted about that. Yeah, I, I had to post <laughs> <I> about <did. laughs> that, um, about you getting stung by the scorpion. Not bit, I accidentally wrote... Wrote uh, that he was bit, but yes. I wish it would have bit
2: me. I wouldn't hurt as much, but yeah, yeah, not uh, not, not as much,
1: but but no, it was great. It was a great trip. We saw a ton of people come to know Christ yeah, actually, amen. and are already being discipled. There's some really cool stories behind that, but
2: and Jesus said we tra- trapped under foot scorpions, and we we got that guy and a couple <laughs> others too De- after that.
1: Definitely, definitely, amen. And the cool thing is, is but right before we left, being able to sit down and watch through the entire video as a ministry together. And guys, I'm just, I'm being honest. I obviously, that's why we do this show. Uh, Good Fight Ministry doesn't involve lying. So we want to make sure we're always being honest. But guys, watching it, if this was the only video you saw and you never saw part one, it wouldn't even matter. There's just so much evidence. It's incredible. Guys, If it, I just think it, it stands alone, but it'll be part of this seven-part series that just makes the whole thing just incredible and a great witnessing tool. So we're excited. As soon as we get a date, First people to get to see it are going to be those on Patreon. If you're one of our Patreon subscribers, you'll get to see it a week before it even gets released online. Well, before, obviously, uh, we get the materials on DVD and and so forth. But we're excited to have that. And in this very episode, you're going to see a clip from that specific one, from part two. So first time anybody outside of the Good Fight Ministries team is going to be able to see with their eyes a clip. You guys will be seeing that tonight. So I'm excited about that, Joe. Um, And before we get into that, this whole thing, guys, it, it is, it's amazing because as we're talking right now, we're, we're going to be looking at the Instagram post in a second. And by the way, this isn't some isolated thing where there was a post about some wicked books that somebody's reading and it happens to be some, you know, witch that it happens to like some of these demonic writers and is into the cult. And a few people heard about it in, you know, Timbuktu. We are talking about Kat Von D, who is not only popular because of her relationship with Jesse James from West Coast Choppers, and not only popular because of being on reality TV shows and so forth, but her Instagram page alone has over 8.4 million, that's with an M million followers on Instagram. And on this page is where we've seen her post. I wanna read from the post, Joe, specifically what she said. And then after we read that, we can look at a few of the books that she actually is ridding herself of. But this is what it says. I don't know if any of you have been going through changes in your lives right now, but in the last few years, I've come to some pretty meaningful realizations, many of them revolving around the fact that I got a lot of things wrong in my past. Today, I went through my entire library and threw out books that just don't align with who I am and who I want to be. I've always found beauty in the macabre, 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 sorry. But at this point, I said that wrong like five times before trying to read it too. But at this point, I just had to ask myself, what is my relationship with this content? And the truth is, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives, even if it comes disguised in beautiful covers collecting dust on my shelves. In no way is this post designed to put anyone down if you're into this stuff, because I think we are all on our own journey, and I love everyone regardless of where they may be at. But right now, it's never been more clear to me that there is a spiritual battle taking place, and I want to surround myself and my family with love and light. With that said, I want to send extra love to everyone out there and hope Through some of these trying times, you are making meaningful changes in your life, too. Thanks for listening. So, Joe, we have a situation where she has all these books, and I find some of the ones on there fairly interesting, but you have a situation where she's seeing some darkness from some of this stuff, Joe, and, you know... When we mention things like Aleister Crowley, like you've mentioned a lot, whether it's on the Sold Their Social Rock and Roll, Hollywood's War on God, or simply being on this channel and seeing some of the influence he's had on pop culture and really in our modern times, just a, incredible uh, how far his tentacles has really reached through so many of his minions. And we see that book on there. We see magic and theory and practice on there. We see the sorrows of Satan on there. We see books on the occult and witchcraft. We see tarot cards. We see all of this. And she is saying that these things don't align up with light and love. Now, light would be coming to the light of Jesus Christ, and she could find salvation in him. But nonetheless, Joe, we see all of this. I mean, what do you say to something like this when you see this kind of collection being put out and somebody who has made her entire lifestyle a dark and death-filled lifestyle. Not only the tattoo work that she's done on all these people, but also just this lifestyle that she's lived. And this is by her own admission.
2: Yeah, it makes me think. I mean, you can have a beehive in your house, realize, man, my kids are getting stung. I'm being affected by it, you know. Uh, But you're in touch with all kinds of people that have those same, and the bees representing demons, right? But you're in touch with all kinds of other people that have, uh, and associated with them, and that have these same, Demonic hives in their homes, and she can get rid of, I'm not sure what all she got rid of, we see the stack of books with Aleister Crowley's magic and theory of practice at the very bottom on the left, and other books, at least two, which reference Satan, several Wicca witches, and so forth, and uh, she can get rid of these things, and I'm glad she is, I hope she gets rid of everything, but you can get rid of the beehive, but the bees aren't going to go away if you haven't turned to Jesus. Jesus talked about, uh, gave an illustration of somebody being exercised of a demon. Uh, and they clean their house, you know, that that demon goes in the dry places, finds seven demons more wicked than itself, comes back uh, to that home and repossesses it. Uh, and then great is the destruction of that person, that that home. And uh, he was given illustration of Israel and the ministry that he'd done there and that they needed to accept him to be fully delivered. So our prayer, our hope is, uh, and we, we sure hope that uh, Kat Vaughn that she she bows the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. because. Uh, being delivered or opening yourself up to demonic forces is tormenting, and I'm not sure what experiences that she she had, uh, but it's very important for people to understand that what she's talking about doesn't mix with light. I mean, these books. I mean, Wicca. I mean, Crowley basically, uh, uh, you know, Gardner got Wicca started through he's a disciple of Crowley's. We've talked about this in the past, but the book Magic and Theory and Practice, which she has in her stack, uh, yeah, Crowley talks about sacrificing children to Satan. In that very book, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, male sacrifice, a a innocent child is most powerful and talks about committing several sacrifice himself to IWAS, which is a name he uses for Satan elsewhere. So she's had books on Satanism basically in her home. And I know we're going to explore a little bit of some of their background in more depth as we go, because it's very, very dark. But my hope and prayer is that the the father just reaches into her heart, convicts her and let her count the cost. You know, is it worth it? Jesus says, you know, it's better than a large millstone be wrapped around your neck, you know, tied around your neck. And you'd be thrown in the depths of the sea. Can you imagine that? Having a large millstone tied around your neck and thrown in the depths of the sea. I mean, you're just going like a dart to the bottom of the sea. She said that would be better than the fate that one will face if they cause just one of the, the little ones, those who belong to them, to stumble. And uh, she's got, what, over 8 million followers? She's huge. And I'm sure she's painted a lot of, uh, tattooed a lot of people with occult symbols, and maybe she still does. I love this to year, totally repent. Say, so you know what? Eternity is more important, being right with God and He'll forgive her. Paul said, You know, Chad, we know, thank God, because we were horrible sinners before we Amen. came to Christ, that He was saved as the chief of sinners. God saved Him, 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I pray that she reads that, that anybody who comes to Christ, if He could be accepted, you say, God saved Him to show others that they too would be accepted. Then He goes on to say, to pray for everyone. And goes on to say, God wills that all will be saved and come to knowledge of the truth and that he gave himself, Jesus gave himself a ransom for all. So this is, this is powerful. The gospel is the power of God of salvation. Everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Greek. So our hope and prayer is that she get full deliverance. I'm glad to see that, man, that's a huge step. I, I, I praise God because her cage is rattled and she's realizing these forces, uh, these demonic forces are, are demon- they're evil. She says that's, they correspond with light and love. But as you said, Shadows interesting you said that because that's very important. Uh, we're talking about real love, you know. Uh, the Bible says uh, God is love, verse John 4 eight, And then verse 9 goes on to say how we know love that he gave himself for us, amen. And the Bible says what light is. God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. Mm-hmm. So we can't mix darkness with light and call it light because she could just simply turn to a friendlier devil instead of say, oh, I, I want to renounce anything I do with Satan. But Lucifer is still okay because he's a God of light. And Lucifer is Satan, and he transforms himself. Satan does into an angel of light. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, and we should all be praying for these folks. You know, yeah. this is what this is part of our ministry. Is not just you to point out the darkness and saying, but we point to the light. Jesus, turn, O sleeper, and let the light of Christ shine on you. Amen. And we pray for them to be saved. So, pray for her and her husband and those who are in association with her, because we got one life to live. And the Bible says, "Put them in must die, but after this judgment."
1: Yeah, I think that's so important, too, for people to understand, because the exposing of wickedness, especially when you get into Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 11, and then if you continue reading the entire point of it, and then it even goes into the fact that we don't have much time here. The days of evil, they're fleeting, and we want Christ to arise and shine in people's hearts, so we want that for her, too, and sadly, you know, I I was sent a number of videos of the South African Satanist who left because he supposedly had a conversion and we hope that he eventually does have a true conversion because the testimony that I saw was a man who have found Christ consciousness and and so forth. And that's guys, you are straining out a, a gnat and you're swallowing a camel. I mean, you, you were talking about getting into new age practices and so forth. And that is the danger of so many that have these false conversions because we're talking about people. Um, and, and we hope that this is eventually you know, that she's not far from the kingdom, realizes the wickedness. In fact, Joe, we talked about this on one of the live stream, and I don't want to give away anyone's name just yet, but I hope you're listening uh, and I hope he, I can call you, bro. But um, we were contacted while we were gone uh, of another artist who has been singing satanic songs and, mm-hmm. and completely involved in Satanism, has nothing to do with God and, and so forth. And this same person wrote us to say, hey, I had Satan come and tell me he had my soul. And I, I want to come to Jesus Christ and it's Praise been God, watching man. good fight and so forth. And, you know, I'm praying that he full, has a full commitment to Christ and that he recognizes Satan lied to him. Uh, and then he, he, all who will come to him, Jesus will not cast away. So uh, we, we're praying for him. And there's a realization of a true repentance of people turning and believing and following the Lord Jesus Christ and hearing the shepherd's voice. And that's what we want to see. We want to see people come to Christ that is, that is the whole reason for all of this. That's why we just spent Amen. that time getting stung by scorpions, Joe, and, and so forth <laughs> in Costa Rica because we were on the streets sharing the gospel with people, and it was amazing, not only on the streets, but bringing other people there to show them also, hey, this is how we share the gospel to make disciples that can go back. So it's almost like we're in Jerusalem and Judea and then the outer parts, and we take them to the outer parts and bring them back to Jerusalem, and now we're witnessing back here as well. So I think that's huge, Joe. And I just want people to see that, that the whole point of all this is for the, the great commission to be fulfilled and for people to see that wickedness and and say, I don't want any of that in my life. I want to make sure that I'm clinging to Jesus. And Joe, it's interesting because when we look at Kat Von D's lifestyle, we look at her husband and so forth, and we see them, it's interesting because you see Alester Crowley's book there and Kat Von D, she married Rafael Reyes. And Rafael Reyes, he has made a, a music group called Prayers. Uh, these are not prayers to the one <laughs> true God. These would be considered an abomination, according to the book of Proverbs and, and other places and so forth. And Joe, he made this group Prayers. And on May 26, 2015, Prayers released the title track with Travis, that Travis Barker helped produce titled Young Gods. And as a video single and in the song, he actually references a Lester Crowley's maxim, do what thou wilt Mm -hmm. shall be the whole of the law. And even on some of the pictures where he's writing about his wife and takes pictures of Kat Von D, he has a ton of hashtags on there. And one of them is none other than Lucifer rising. That's right. Which is really interesting because it seems as though not only when we get into some of the music that he's made and some of the satanic stuff that he's into, obviously some darkness there. Even their wedding, Joe, when I looked at their wedding, which is that they have a video online of their wedding, I'd seen a picture on his Instagram, which looked almost like, I don't want to say it because I'm not 100% positive, but it looked like almost they had like a statue of Pan or something along Mm -hmm. those lines right in front of an upside down cross. And if you guys remember... Lester Crowley at his uh, funeral, I believe, asked to have a poem that he wrote to pan hymn to uh, pan. Pan. Uh, That's right. Um, Be recited. Uh, And it's just it's these are satanic imagery. So we're really hoping that she not only says, oh, well, I hope you're on a journey, but repudiates it. It's the same thing. You know, Joe, I'll I'll be doing a 511 News episode soon enough on uh, Slipknot just came out with a new album and it's. Of course, satanic once again. Yeah. And I I was enamored with them. And I did the same thing where I said this is dark and demonic. And I broke that stuff and threw it away and now warned people. So I'm praying that she gets to that same place because Joe, this stuff is this is nasty, man.
2: Amen, bro. She's uh you know, it's we, we just hope and we're gonna get into some stuff later, but it's absolutely imperative if you're involved in occult rituals if you're involved in witchcraft you're involved in satanism it's all the same kingdom uh some try to make a distinction as i mentioned before uh in fact the guy that did lucifer rising right kenneth anger he he says well you know on, on the front cover if you get you know the, the don't get it <laughs> the dvd uh, or the video back in those days and it was you know a movie uh, with Page, you know, pointing his deal at the Estelle of uh, uh, Lester Crowley. And the whole book is about how Lucifer is rising through the counterculture movement of the 60s and beyond. And originally, Page had done the music for it. He ended up using a different score, actually from Bobby Beausoleil, who was the first murderer for Charles Manson, ended up doing the score music. Uh, but it's interesting. Uh, he, Kenneth Anger is the co-founder of Church of Satan. Yet on the of, of the movie Lucifer Rising, he said, you know, Lucifer is not the devil. Lucifer is the, you know, you know, is the one that brings joy to us and so forth, and and, and we believe that disobedience brings joy and so forth, and just a bunch of lies, and, but he's a co-founder of the Church of Satan, and we have an article on our website, which you could check out, where I I wrote an article on the, you know, the truth behind satanic cults, and I quote, you know, not only from that, but I quote, uh, you know, Anton LaVey, uh, Susan Atkins, who is guilty of, or, you know, considered, Guilty of nine of the murder. She died a few years back. My wife and I visited her in prison a few times. And I quote these in the Templar set Colonel Aquino, Lieutenant Colonel Aquino, who used to be uh, the editor for the Cloven Hoof for uh, Anton LaVey's deal. And I quote a lot of these guys showing that they are admitting, you know, in various ways that they really do worship Satan. That it's to get proselytes. It was to get, many of them talked about to get more disciples. They had to dumb it down so people, because who would want to worship the devil and burn in hell forever, right? So they wanted to become attractive, and they said, "No, nah, it's just metaphorical, you know. It's just representing our own rebellious spirit and that darker side of evolution and what have you." And when really it's, it is Satan, you know. So uh, uh, what she's dabbling in, 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 to, and so forth is, and if you're involved in magic, even Anton Lavey said, you know, he, he laughed at those who yeah. say they're into white magic. He says it's all the same; it's all got the same source, and that's what the Bible says, you know. actually, it's one of the few places. Anton LaVey got it right because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, as I mentioned, I alluded to this verse earlier, that uh, Satan transforms himself into an angel of enlightenment or an angel of light. Uh, that's why we want to make sure we have a relationship with one true God who inspired this, we've got the inerrant word of God, amen, and that we know Jesus Christ personally, we have a relationship with him, and we're truly following him on his terms and not making up some caricature in our own mind where we can hold on to some kind of occult practices and fool ourselves, and then end up damning them because we don't really, truly know Jesus. And praise God, we've got a family that's hundreds of millions of people strong in Christ, and there'll be a great multitude that says that no man can number chad from every nation, people, kindred, and tongue, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, and great is he that's in us, and he that's in the world, and if God is for us, who could be against us? And We're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. So we've, we've got the victory in Christ. The key is is knowing Jesus.
1: Yeah, I know that that's, that's what it's all about, Joe, and I think so many people when it comes to these things, you know, oh, Satanism and Luciferianism and and, and so forth and different practices, a lot of people don't realize that this comes down right back to Genesis, actually. And, I, I, guys, I think you got to hear this because this is Rafael Reyes. This is him talking specifically about people claiming that he is a Satanist, and he's going to disagree with them, and he's going to say he is not a Satanist, Joe. So I want you to hear this because we're going to talk a little bit about Specifically, what it means, not only Satanism, but really the ideology and really the lie that goes back to the garden that's being told here. And 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 I'm not satanic, man. That's the other thing, too. That's another thing that goes around about me. People saying that I'm satanic, but I'm not, man. I'm Luciferian, which is the complete something else. I am the reason why people are are, are able to think for themselves. I am that apple that Adam bit into. I am the serpent, you know what I'm saying, that Eve listened to. If not, you'd still be... And, and, and some garden somewhere just unaware of life, unaware of yourself. So, Joe, it seems to go right back there to the garden, right? Because, you know, biting of this knowledge and Luciferianism, he's the light bearer. And now look at him. He's one of those guys that is practicing and sharing this secret knowledge, Joe, that is getting people to really understand their divinity and so forth.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because he's identifying with the serpent and that deception, uh, and wow, well, he's either absolutely deluded, uh, and this, as the Bible says, deceiving and being deceived, or he's just flat out de- seeking to delude others. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing because he's saying, I'm not, I'm not satanic, but then again, he's championing being of the devil, and, you know, he, he's basically identifying with that very first deception, and when you read about Lucifer in Isaiah 14, chapter ch- chapter 14, Chad, as you know, uh, Lucifer or also called the son of the morning uh, uh, he basically says I you know I will ascend above the size of the north I will be like the most high God and, and that's, a, that's a classic text in the Old Testament referring to Satan uh, of course when you look at chapter 14 you look at chapter 28 of Ezekiel chapter 14 of Isaiah there's different kings uh, that the anointed cherub who was in Eden, it references. Obviously, that's not talking about the king there and the references that deal with Lucifer there in Isaiah chapter 14, as he's as he's referred to in the King James Bible, and I think in the New King James as well. Uh, and you can translate that word, you know, shining one or or Lucifer. Uh, you know, biblically, that's a text that deals with Satan and his fall. And what's interesting, even when you go to Genesis chapter three, you talk about the serpent. The serpent is identified as you know, Chad, in Revelation chapter 12, it says there, verse 9, the whole that Satan deceived the whole world. That said who is the serpent of old, you know, and he's called the devil, Satan and the dragon. Four of these titles, all in one particular verse. Uh so uh the, the amazing thing is like said I'm not, I don't identify with Satan, I identify with Lucifer, but by the way, let me identify with Satan and let you know that. And by the way, he's letting them know he's part of a deception, and it's just amazing. So, and that people could hear that and say, Oh, good, he just worships Lucifer and he's just a deceiver, like the, you know, but it's really enlightenment what happened to Eve and Eden. And this is part of the deception. And I, I pray that his wife, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, she sees that, you know, that Von D sees through those lies, uh, because I don't know how much she's being manipulated or whatever else. And she comes to true repentance and puts Christ, her creator before any lies of men, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, and you know, Joe, I almost wish I had the clip, uh, here from, uh Hollywood's War on God, where where you dig into Gnosticism here, because this inverted hermeneutic yeah. from the Old Testament, which if you, if you haven't seen Hollywood's War on God, that entire thing, even though here's Lucifer, right? He's talking about Luciferianism and so forth. Literally, when you look at so many of the movies, when we go back to it, Joe, and I remember this as a brand new believer, my first week coming to Christ and you gave me that video after I came to Christ after I visited the church the first time at Blessed of Chapel, and I remember watching it, and it was like, wow, just opened up my eyes to the fact that this idea where he's calling it Luciferianism, this has been propagated to us yeah. over and over again, sure. it, whether it's the Truman Show, right, whether it's Pleasantville, all these movies, you thought, oh, these are fun, sweet movies, but then you come to realize this idea of look at now you're having this knowledge, this gnosis, mm-hmm. you know, I think Pleasantville starts They're in gray and the apple is, you know, advertising yeah. and they, they fight like into colorful it. And,
2: and it's a good thing. Instead of bring death and kicked out of paradise and eating in color to dirt, man, you, you celebrate it.
1: Celebrating it. And that's exactly yeah. what's going on there, Joe. And when we look back specifically at the greatest threat to the early church and so much so that in God's providence, the attack, that Paul did, that John did on incipient Gnosticism in the the letters that we have in Scripture. God was very, very clear. And then we have some of the earliest writings in the church against heresies of that Mm -hmm. which is falsely called knowledge and gnosis. And what is he telling us right there? He is describing, you can call it Luciferianism or you can chalk it up as Gnosticism. Joe, it seems to me that he's describing Gnosticism to us.
2: Yeah, he he is. And what, what happens in uh Gnosticism, as you know, Chad? And I hope, you know, a lot of our audience hopefully become more educated in our, our, our our and many of you are, but uh even our new Dr. Strange, the multiverse of Satanism, uh, Dr. Strange or Lester Crowley in the multiverse of Satanism and the 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 uh
1: we still no. got a clip coming, by the way. If you guys are just, I know we got a lot yeah. of new v- viewers. I wanted to let you guys know real quick. I hate to interrupt him no problem. in talking about that, but if you're just on here right now, and I know we just got a bunch of people so for some reason just clicked on. Guys, we are going to be showing a clip from part two of our series, Marvel and DC's War on God. And this part two, as he mentioned, is Doctor Strange, Alester Crowley, and the multiverse of Satanism. And coming up very shortly, we're going to be playing a clip from that that actually pertains, Joe, so well to what we're talking about today on this show.
2: Yeah, because we're not showing, we're not giving out all the gold and that that deal, but we're giving probably the most important parts of that video. Uh, and we're playing a small segment of it because Chad and I talked as I was driving here today and and uh, we picked a, he picked a couple of choice things out, but there's a lot longer section where we condemn, mm. we show how the Bible not only condemns occult activity, but the dangers of opening yourself up to the demonic world through the occult. And it's probably good that we're not giving it all out there, but it's a very strong warning at the end because. We actually expose Gnosticism to a degree in that we have a whole another uh, movie coming up in our seven or so part series on this, and a lot of them are just standalones, including this one that's coming up, as Chad mentioned. But uh, this one has a section which warns what happens when you up, open yourself up to uh, occult powers, and and it's just interesting because uh, we're warned in Scripture, and, and so we're talking about whether, for instance, the Gnosticism, right? God is always made to be the God, the Creator, and the Gnostics acknowledge that the world, the, you know, the universe was created but they didn't want to submit to the creator. So they said he was evil. And they said that Yahweh is evil, the God of you know creation, the God of the Jews, and that matter is all evil because this evil God made it. And Yahweh is then turning the devil who supposedly has pr- imprisoned us in physical bodies as though that's a bad thing. Well, it was certainly nice. And he gave us taste buds and all kinds of wonderful things. It might make any sense, does it? Which is kind of weird because the neo-Gnostics right now worship creation. That's because there's nothing sacred to Satan. He'll use whatever works, right? But it's kind of interesting because uh, they make God look evil and weak, you know, because uh, they still try to weaken him and that we don't have to obey him because he's an evil God. But then they always take Satan, the deceiver, who used the serpent, they either, uh, and, they, and they make it Sophia or Lucifer, as in his case, or, you know, as a, a good thing, and they make Satan look good. And, of course, that's how Satanism works, call good evil and evil evil good and put darkness for light, light for darkness is what it says would happen. That happened would happen again. Uh, In Isaiah chapter five, but even dabbling in the occult, you're still opening yourself up to that same demonic world. Uh, Leviticus 19:21 says, "Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them." I am the Lord your God. Uh, So, with you know, Kat Von D saying, "I need to get rid of these occult books because I don't want to bring harm into my family." Well, when she's got a husband laying next to her who's full blown identifying with Lucifer, right, and the serpent in Garden of Eden and so forth, and, and and doing prayers with do what thou wilt from Satanus Alester Crowley and them, uh, well, she's got bigger problems than she realizes. That's why we pray, Father Jesus' name, deliver both of them, deliver him as well from the occult. The Lord says, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from their people. The Revelation 9, 20 and 21, it states specifically, uh, gives a list, uh, a vice list of the damned uh, who refused to repent in the last days. And many will refuse to repent. I, man, I just pray that so many repent. We get to see that in this ministry. That's one of the joys. We yeah. have people writing into us that have turned from their darkness. And, you know, whether it's, you know, and I, I won't get into the list because it was just crazy how beautiful it is. But uh, in Revelation chapter 22, verses 14 and 15, talks about uh, those who practice sorcery. So they didn't repent of their sorcery in 2021, 20, 19 to 2021. 20, and then in chapter 22, 14 and 15, It talks about those who will not enter into the heavenly city and be with the Lord forever. And it includes those who practice sorcery, magic, witchcraft, pharmakeia. And then you go to Revelation 21, eight, you see where they do go. And it talks about sorcerers will go to the lake of fire. That's why it's critical that we repent if we're involved in that. And when she talks about getting rid of her books because of the associations that they bring with darkness and to afflict your family. Uh, I remember when, you know, years and years and years ago, I bought an occult book, and when I got home with that occult book, I had a very mystical experience. I remember when I started practicing occult practices like visualization and so forth from a couple of books I didn't even know were occult books. I didn't believe in Christ or Satan. Before I knew it, my covers are getting pulled down. I'm turning sideways in my bed. I'm, I'm getting pulled down the bed, not by my feet or my ankles, just by this force that I opened myself up to. Of course, I'm channeling all these lyrics, treacherous meadows, touched by the devil, burdened with calamity, and subdued by disease. And, Baby stroller in the creek, Bad Man hangs within the week, you know, curious young is lurk within the trees, hearing for hidden keys, all these weird, strange lyrics. And and maybe you've heard my other songs or certain songs in it, like Little Miss Medium, still Miss Muffet. Here we're talking about mediums. Can you awaken the dead masters of your sleep? I didn't know mediums were contacting spirits. They called them masters, you know, but I was channeling all that stuff as a 16 year old, (laughs) a 17 year old. But then I came to Christ and I started investigating this stuff and exposing it. uh, And that's, here we are now, you know, and it's interesting because I would find that I'm like, man, these demons, the same demons that were channeling stuff for me, giving me success on my guitar and everything else. I was, and you know, I'd renounce it, kicked in my big fender amp, man, got rid of my guitar, turned to Jesus, hit my knees, man, turned to Jesus. And what's crazy about this is when uh, I, I thought, man, these same spirits, it's like I try to make, I was trying to make sense of it. How come they, you know, jig was up? How come they're letting me know they're evil? and I began to investigate different pop artists, rock stars, you know, and so forth, that they get, they get tormented. And you read scripture, these spirits torment people. And it's because just like humans have a fallen nature, these, these demonic entities have a fallen nature. They have incredible intelligence, but they can't help torment and do evil. Man, they're only here for a short time. And that's the nastiness of their wicked nature. And John Simmons, he uh, died, or, I'm sorry, John Simmons, he was the main, you know, sanctioned biographer for Satanist Lester Crowley. And Alester Crowley writes a lot about banishing circles, uh, circles to, you know, to manipulate the demons, to get them to do your bidding, to find your true will and so forth. But you got to do all these rituals so you won't become fully possessed or so you won't become insane and into the mental hospital. Magic circles, all sorts of things. Getting it right because it's a joke. Satan laughs like, yeah, you are going to manipulate me and my demons. We might make you feel like you're manipulating us and keeping yourself from harm, but they're ruling over you because you've been given over to their power. And Crowley in the end, man, he became like a, a you know, a babbling idiot. He couldn't communicate uh, before he died. His hands were twitching. And according to Simmons in his biography, uh, tears began to flow down his cheeks and uh, he declared, I'm perplexed. Yeah, well, you were perplexed. And and he says, sometimes I hate myself. Well, uh, that was his end. It's interesting uh, we showed Jack Parsons in the, in the Doctor Strange uh expose we're coming up with uh, in the Marvel expose. And uh he was a he was the leader of Crowley's o- T- Order Temple Orientis there in Pasadena, over right here, not far from us. And OTO still exists in various places, including, I believe, in the Lodge in Pasadena. And uh he was in correspondence with Crowley, wrote the book The Antichrist, co-founder of the church. I'm sorry, co-founder of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory that NASA runs this day. And, Jet liquid, you know, liquid jet fuel and so forth. And but anyway, uh, he blew up in, uh, uh, you know, an experiment of with, with, you know, uh, he dealt with rocket fuel, right? But now he's doing an experiment for explosives and so forth. And he blew up Deuteronomy 18 condemns the occult, Chad, right? No uncertain terms. In fact, it covers such an array of occult practices that uh, you're going to be challenged by this fear in any kind of occult practice. The Lord God says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, like, you know, whether it be, you know, palmistry or tarot cards, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist or consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord says, he said that he would drive them. The Lord will drive you out of the nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord, your God. Now, it's this is interesting too, because the Lord says in Deuteronomy 7:26, Neither shall you bring an abomination into thine house, lest you be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. So if you have magic books, you have Ouija boards, you have Harry Potter books that glorify things that glorify the occult, these things are cursed by God, man, because he condemns witchcraft. He condemns those things that glorify witchcraft. So unless you have something that you're researching to expose, but you you have it for entertainment or because you like it and so forth, we encourage you to renounce all that stuff and get rid of that stuff from your home. The, The scripture says you'll become cursed like it. The NLT says, do not bring any detestable objects into your home for then you will be destroyed just like them. Any idols, anything like that. You must utterly detest such things for they are set apart for destruction. Deuteronomy 28, 28 says, the Lord will afflict you with madness. This is interesting. Because many people that get in the occult, and a disproportionate amount of people that get in the occult end up in mental hospitals throughout history, end up becoming suicidal, incredibly depressed. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. That's interesting because in the vision and the voice, Crowley talks about taking precautions with the magic circle, lest uh, you know uh, you you know you become possessed by the accursed devil. You know and risk madness and, and, you know, insanity and so forth. So <coughs> too, with just dabbling in things that kids think are innocent, like a, was it Mattel or who was it put out the Ouija board? Millions oh, of yeah. people got it. I think after Monopoly it was the second most popular game for some time. And every once in a while, it becomes more and more popular. Uh, stranger things, right? Chad, I mean that. that yeah. Uh, yeah. They that,
1: even came out with a version of the Ouija board uh, for stranger things that people were buying and practicing and, BuzzFeed even did a video. We, we covered it on 511 News. BuzzFeed even did a video where they actually played with the Ouija board. It's just like it's just sick stuff, man.
2: Yeah. And the, basically when you whip out a Ouija board and you say, I want to talk to the dead, you basically might as well wave a, you know, wave a, a flag, a, a white flag, and say, hey, Satan, I surrender to you. Just take over my body, you and your demonic forces. In fact, uh The Exorcist, the famous movie, The Exorcist, uh, the, you know, the, the gal that's played, you know, by Linda Blair, uh, she opens herself up to demon possession. And it starts with her talking to her mom about wanting to play with the Ouija board. And I think it's quite interesting because there is a lot of truth uh, to that. In fact, it's interesting uh, because check this out. Russell Chandler, uh, Ouija board popularity rising. It's a Los, an older Los Angeles Times article. Uh, he talks about you know uh, the popularity of the Ouija board and, and psychic and spiritist Harold Sherman president of ESP Research Associates Foundations, he says, quote, listen to this, the majority who have become involved with possessive and other entities, meaning entities that possess you and other entities, uh, came by this experience through the Ouija board. Ouija board. Yet yeah, you have Stranger Things, you have Eminem, he's got a song called uh, uh, Hell Freezes Over, and with some of the lyrics he raps, yo, I'm into voodoo, tarot cards, and Ouija boards. Uh, he says, Lighting candles, right? And just all this kind of occult stuff he talks about. I write dark blank. Of course he does. He writes, he opens himself up. We have several songs we expose where he talks about selling soul to the demon of uh, the devil. And we're updating, believe it or not, by the request of countless people all the time. Uh, they sold their souls for rock and roll. And we we'll have a lot of those lyrics in there from him. And he says, I rap about perverted violence. I used to sell pizzas. Now I got 12 visas. Uh, so tell Jesus, I'm going to quit sinning when hell freezes. He's blaspheming Christ there. Uh, Interesting, Gress, he wrote the book on the Ouija board. Uh, He points out that noted occultist, Manly P. Hall, uh, Chad, who is a master mason, uh, 33rd degree mason, uh, considered the most, uh, had the most depth of understanding of the masons in the occult world. Uh, Manly P. Hall admitted that, you know, that the mason has a seething powers of Lucifer in his uh, his hands. Yet he admits, uh, he says, uh, during the last 20-25 years, I've had—he's dead now—but I've had considerable personal experience with persons who have complicated their lives through dabbling with the Ouija board. Out of every hundred such cases, he says, at least 95 are worse off from the experience. I know of broken homes, strange families, and even suicides that can be traced directly to this. And that's in Horizon Magazine uh, w- when he was interviewed there, and. Uh, occult medium, Donald Page says, quote, the majority of possession cases uh, that he's dealt with re- were the result of people dabbling with the Ouija board. And it's just interesting. Uh, so even these psychics, these mediums, these Satanists, they're admitting that they're opening themselves up. And the people that are getting these things, I should say, are opening themselves up to demonic forces. Psychic researcher uh, Martin Ebon states this, Uh Say said it's common that people who get into this sort of game think of themselves as having been chosen for a special task. The Ouija board will often say to you either directly or by implication. It may speak of tests that the sitters must undergo to show that they're worthy of this otherworldly attention. And then it goes. It goes on to say, uh, "This is quite interesting." He says, "Quite often the Ouija board turns vulgar. It's these entities, the Ouija board is just." just a conduit with these demons, but it becomes vulgar, abusive or threatening. It grows demanding and hostile because you give a foothold. the devil, man, he's going to take, you give him an answer. He's going to take a thousand miles and sitters may find themselves using the board or, uh, or automatic writing compulsively as if possessed by a spirit or hearing voices that control and command them. This is no longer rare. I say it's now so frequent to be as to be common. Now, Alan Vaughn, right? Uh, in phantoms of stocked uh, phantom stock the room he states quote it's significant however that the greatest outcry against the Ouija has come from spiritualists isn't that interesting uh, and states a little bit later unhealthy effects of naive suggestible persons but because they fear the children will become possessed isn't that interesting Bill Slater this guy was so <laughs> such a prominent guy in, in Great Britain because he was a, the head of the BB, BBC's serials Uh, other television dramas, he's the head of it, and so forth. And he got involved in in an impromptu seance. Listen to what he said happened to him. He said, I found myself half awake, knowing there was some kind of presence massing itself on my chest. It was, to my certain knowledge, making every effort to take over my mind and body. He says a little bit further down, what seemed like 20 minutes, the spiritual tussle went on between me and this awful presence and myself. Needless to say, although before going to bed, I had felt perfectly happy and at ease with a very good friend in a flat I knew well, I was now absolutely terrified. Uh, and, and if you've been involved in those kind of occult experiences, you know exactly, you can tell what he's saying there. This is real stuff. This is the kind of stuff the way they manifest. I've never known such fear since. I've finally been able to call my friend's name. He woke up, put on a light, and was astonished to find me well nigh a gibbering idiot. You know, Chad. The scriptures say that you'll become cursed when you're being cursed at things in your cursed things in your home. It also tells us that there's deliverance if we renounce the works of darkness, and and we'll talk about that a little bit later about how to, how to be delivered from these things, uh, so you can be set free. Because there's maybe people in our audience, or people in our audience that are that need deliverance, or people in our audience that that know people who are getting involved in this. I can't tell you how many people. Maybe we should do a whole show on it. You know. Uh, that I've had to deal with that have been involved in occult practices, even casting demons out of them. People flying to visit the church, you know, uh, all kinds of experiences that are quite crazy. Uh, Demon possessed lady running at me, you know, yelling my name and and uh, use the name of Jesus Christ. And and her family said she's possessed and wanted me to help her. And she came right out of her room and she had all kinds of occult books in her room, new age books. Comes right in, beeline, man. She's like yelling my name, I'm like and then. I said, in the name of Jesus, you know, and as as I said, in the name of Jesus, they didn't even get out, come out of her. I think I said, come out of her, but I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her, something like that. Boom, she fell on the ground right in front of me. And her two brothers are right there that brought me there. And then we, in the, in the name of Jesus, dealt with that demonic uh, situation that she was in and brought her to the couch and uh, prayed over her and so forth. The next day, her brothers called me and said, praise God, you know, she's in her right mind now and she's back to normal. Mm-hmm. But guess what? She was, they, they, they told me, She's got, her her room is just full of books on the occult. She's fully on the occult. Now she's been taken over, speaking gibberish. And the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, man, he can deliver you if you turn to him. And you don't need me or somebody to cast a demon out. What you need is call out the name of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, have mercy on me and and truly surrender to him because he is a name that's above every name. Amen. And every knee will bow and every ten will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Time to start confessing is right now so you can confess before him in his presence forever rather than hell when you're separated for all eternity.
1: Yeah, Joe, and I think uh, one of the one of the big things we also try to convey is not only the things that are so easy to kind of point out. And it's like, hey, we can point out these books and be like, come on, guys, you know this is demonic. You want to rid yourself. But mm-hmm. there are those things that have been just popularized in the culture, the horoscopes, the Enneagram even uh, to some degree as well. And over and over again, you see these things that are popularized even the Harry Potter series and so forth, where you are bringing this stuff into your homes. And sadly, there's even Christian apologists that are writing reviews. And Joe, we had talked about this and I don't wanna get too far deep in it because we'll be talking about this in uh, tomorrow's 5.11 News. But even atheists have come out against some of the Christian apologists being like, what are you doing trying to take from Norse gods and specifically grab their material And also, the people writing them are God-hating atheists writing against the one true God, and then saying, "Well, we can redeem this for our right. own story." In all honesty, that's what the Gnostics—God-hating
2: atheists—he has really been talking about Jesus here. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, there's this redemptive story that we can grab from it, and it's so interesting because if anyone does that with exegesis, we call them out, right? Yeah. You're trying to make your own meaning. You're doing narciss Jesus. You're making this text all about you. What are you doing? Right. But then we're having people looking at the material written by people that are still alive, telling you why they wrote it, and saying, "But we're going to get the redemptive quality back from Thor." And and guys, it's just dangerous and putting this stuff in the hands of children. Wait, is it
2: Thor, a, a Norse god, and you know the son of Odin? And and the Bible says not even to utter their names unless you're exposing them. Unless you're so exposing to compare them. Compare them to Jesus. And it's
1: it's so important for us to to really grapple with and tackle this, guys. And I'm glad you guys are are here because we are finally going to give you a short clip from not dude. I'm so excited for this. Sorry, you guys just, I, my, my California, uh, came out a little bit and, uh, I'm really, really excited for this clip because this is from part two, which tells you that we are very close to releasing it. And I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have a release date for you guys in the next week or two. I'm putting pressure right there. Tony's trying to cut my mic, but I'm, I'm hoping that we are uh, <laughs> that we are able to tell you when we're gonna be coming out with it because right now we're gonna be playing a clip because one of the things we've been talking about is Kat Von D saying, hey, this is the dangers. We're gonna get this out of my house. Now, she was very linear. She didn't give out any like, this is wicked, they're satanic and, and whatever. But we do have some sort of statement, but we want you to hear from different people who either know people involved in the cult or famous, famous occultists talking about the dangers specifically of getting wrapped up in this demonic stuff.
2: Famous English actor, Sir Christopher Lee, responded to rumors of his allegedly extensive library of books glorifying the occult and black magic. Lee at the University College of Dublin warned that practicing the occult will cause one to lose both their mind and
0: their soul. I have met people who claim to be Satanists, who claimed to be involved with black magic, who claimed that they not only knew a lot about it, but as I said, I've certainly haven't been involved, and I warn all of you, never, never, never. You will not only
2: lose your mind, you'll lose your soul. The famous sorcerer Nostradamus, warned in a letter to his favorite son, Caesar, against practicing magic, which he stated is condemned by the scripture and leads to eternal damnation of the soul, declaring, quote, Also, my son, I beseech you not to exercise your mind upon such reveries and vanities as drain the body and incur the soul's perdition. Above all, avoid the vanity of that most execrable magic formerly reproved by the holy
1: scriptures. And Joe, I I think those are some just absolute great, you know, clips just for people to see the dangers of other people seeing it too. It's not just us warning it. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very clear and people need to realize just how wicked this stuff is. And, and Joe, we got to see people to come out of it and mm-hmm. not be enticed by it because these things, as he said, you're going to forfeit your soul to these things. It's it's no joke. And it's not just forfeiting
2: your soul. I mean, what's what's worse than that? I mean, but for all eternity. I mean, you are in outer darkness, uh, suffering the consequences of your rejection of the true God and his love and his light for all eternity. And there'll be just eternal anguish. And any kind of power you got on this earth will be quickly forgotten. And you'll just be filled with just such anger that you made such a stupid decision to continue to hold on to Satan and and his kingdom. Uh, It's interesting because we're showing not only is the Bible condemn it, but even occultists admit top occultists like Crowley and others, that they're opening themselves up to demonic forces. In fact, we have an entire, uh, we've got this one pretty close to done too. Uh, we just got to put some finishing touches on it, a totally different one where we look at the top writers, the top 10 writers of Marvel and DC. And we show all of them have promoted the occult and uh, many of them have purposely promoted Satanist Celestia Crowley. <coughs> and of course we show the top three uh, in this specific order, you know, uh, you know, Alan Moore and Grant Morrison and Stan Lee all Have promoted Satanist Alester Crowley. It's going to blow you away when you watch this video, and uh, because it goes into way beyond Doctor Strange, but it's, and the multiverse of Satanism. But Alan, or I should say, Grant Morrison, the number two writer, uh, uh voted the last four years as a, the, the number two writer, a comic book review, the top fanzine site for comics, uh, by fans. Uh, he himself encourages, he not only promotes Alester Crowley and he puts big, you know. Uh, zooms or projections of, of, uh, pictures of Alester Crowley just talks with six, six, six under him, encouraging kids how to, to get Crowley's books and so forth. And, but, uh, he admits in a, an article he wrote called pop magic, where he's encouraging people on how to do this magic, contact these entities, these spiritual entities. Uh, he talks about how you can end up contacting these very powerful demons and how it can be very dangerous. And he writes about how, uh, he admits that those who are instructing, or uh, uh, in contact with these demonic forces, uh, that they may not be able to handle, quote, the intense negative feelings that demons embody, uh, his words, you know, uh, and he even has a section on banishing rituals because he states when contacting these types of entities, he says, quote, there's always a danger of obsession. And madness. Isn't that exactly what I started with when we were quoting the scripture, Chad, that the Lord talks about how if you seek out the spirit world and you engage in that realm, that there will be blindness, there will be madness and so forth. And it's quite interesting because what happens is God ultimately gives you over to those satanic forces. Okay, you don't want me. You don't want my light. You don't want my love. You don't want my eternal kingdom. You don't want my son who sacrificed himself for, and, and pour all your sins on himself so you could be safe. And you want to reject all the goodness that you could have for all eternity. And you want darkness instead? Okay, I'm going to give you your desire. You want to do what thou wilt? You could have Satan's kingdom. And then guess what, man? You're headed over to Satan, man, and the satanic forces. And he just pummels you because he's full of hate. Satan doesn't love you. Demonic entities are, are called wicked and evil and so forth, and they just want your destruction. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. Now, it's interesting because God promises you that if you turn from these things, you repent, and you turn from darkness, that he'll deliver you, it says, from Satan's kingdom. God said he chose Paul in chapter 26 around verse 18 to be an apostle, not only to show that he'd save anybody, even the chief of sinners, because Paul was having Christians put to death, but he, but Paul says he gives, he gives his testimony there about how God had chosen him so he could turn people from Satan to Christ. And Colossians 1:13 says that God that we as Christians have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And we're told in 1 John 5:19 that we as Christians know that we are of God, but the whole world is under the power of the evil one. And it's interesting because when you look at these things, God promises that he'll have mercy on you if you turn from these cursed things that he says not to bring into your homes. Little later after he says, you bring these cursed objects, these cursed things in your home, you'll become cursed. He tells them if they turn from these things uh, that he'll have mercy on them. And he says, and none of the condemned things are to be found in your hands. Then the Lord will turn from his fierce anger and will show you mercy and will have compassion on you. And Chad, I love what the church at Ephesus did when Paul was preaching to them uh, they came to repentance, and they had all kinds of different occult books. You know, they were steeped in contacting the demonic world. And we read in chapter nineteen, verse eighteen: Many who had practiced believed, uh, believed. Now, uh, I'm sorry, many who had believed now came forward. Okay, they made a commitment to Christ, confessing and disclosing their deeds. And what did they confess? What did they disclose? We read in verse nineteen of chapter nineteen of Acts. A number of them who had pra- were practicing sorcery, who had been practicing sorcery, brought their incantation books, their books of magic, and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. They were like, man, this is worth so much. You might as well at least sell it and get some money. and we give it to the church? Wrong. It's poison. You only love your neighbors yourself. They just said, we're going to destroy all this. Millions of dollars worth of books on the occult, promoting the occult. So we're, we're happy to see that Kate Von D uh, is, is Cat. saying, hey, Kat, Karkate, uh, is getting rid of all of her books on the occult, or at least a stack of them. Uh, I pray that she gets rid of all of her occult beliefs, because books just instruct you in the occult. God looks at the heart. The Bible says, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And King Saul, who had favor with God, who God had used, rebelled against the Lord. And disobeyed him and tried to be his become his own God for a while. And the Lord rejected him from being king. But then he sought a witch, the witch of Endor, to try to find out the future. And God judged him for that. And he was put to death as a result of that. And the Bible says rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And the reason rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft is because when you rebel against God, you open yourself up to that same satanic. Realm that's already in rebellion to God. So if you're a Christian, you're saying, man, I would never get involved in witchcraft. I would never get involved in the occult. That's 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 wicked, but you're in rebellion to God and you're not obeying him. That's just like aligning yourself with Satan in another way because you're getting whatever you want out of life and being your own God uh, and really ripping yourself <laughs> off in the long run, defrauding others, hurting others because of your sins. So whoever you are out there, we love you. And we just encourage you to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and recognize that Jesus said, He that's not with me. Is against me. He that gathers not with me scatters abroad. We're, this is real, man. You want to make sure you're right with Jesus. These demonic forces are real, which shows you. And there's many evidences. I mean, you can watch our video. uh They sold their soul for rock and roll, which we're updating right now. You can watch Marvel Part One. You can watch Hollywood's War on God that Chad mentioned. You can watch the new Marvel video, Marvel DC Exposé uh, coming up. All these are radical evidences that this is the real realm and that the Bible exposes it, and God is real, and you need to turn to Jesus before it's too late.
1: Amen, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this. It's an important topic, and keep these guys in prayer. And Amen. if you guys are lost, guys, you can always reach out to us, too. If you're, we love you guys. If you're one of these people that maybe is throwing this stuff out, purging this stuff, guys, we're always open and
0: ready to talk to you, you have guys. Give a
2: praise well. report, man, if you're doing that. Praise God. Amen. God, God bless. bless you
0: guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show, brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at one 866 truth That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.